Main Street to Wall Street. Global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, hold on tight, because today we've got a leader who doesn't just elevate the game, he redefines it. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Bob Pizzini, the powerhouse behind Elevate Your Leadership. With a battlefield-tested background as a master explosive ordnance disposal technician and EOD officer in the Navy Special Operations for over 26 years, Bob brings a level of expertise that's not just impressive, it's explosive, and I mean that literally. Now at the helm of I-5 Virginia Beach, he's not just flying high, he's taking leadership to new heights. So get ready for a conversation that doesn't just inspire, it ignites by hearing insights from a leader who knows how to elevate, dominate, and soar. Bob, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, Bob, your journey from Navy Special Operations to the CEO of I-5 Virginia Beach is nothing short of extraordinary. How was your experience as a master explosive ordnance disposal technician? How did that shape your leadership philosophy? Sure. Well, in Navy EOD, or as you said, explosive ordnance disposal, uh, we have to get it right. If you make a mistake, the results are catastrophic. And uh, to get it right, you have to be calm under pressure. You have to have an incredible team structure And everybody on that team has to be extremely confident and competent in what we are doing. And um, fortunately, having spent a career in that environment, I learned a lot that was directly transferable to the private sector and to the business world. And and that has served me well, that methodology of, of calm and confidence and competence and a very high level of energy has served me very well. I I literally transferred those traits and those skills into my private sector enterprise. And that carries over into your personal life, doesn't it? Certainly does. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we are husbands, we're fathers, we're, we're, we're parents. We, we coach youth sports and we're active in our community and all of those traits really transition and benefit um, all those in our in our realm or in our sphere or in our inner circle. And I'll just give you a quick example. I'm very active with the Chamber of Commerce, and that is a business community unique to Hampton Roads. You know the MSA here uh, in the Virginia Beach area on the East Coast. And there is a culture there. There's a family. There's an organization, and there's a common goal of advancing business initiatives throughout our region. And so it's very easy for me to take those skill sets and apply them in this case to the uh, the larger business community. Yeah. Now I see your book right behind you, Elevate Your Leadership. And it's not just a tagline. It's not just the, you know, the cover of a book. It's a mantra. What key principles do you emphasize in your coaching that you believe can truly elevate a leader's effectiveness? Yeah, so the book has basically two parts. Part one is how we build ourselves as a leader. We define leadership in our own words. We build a personal brand. And the way you build that brand is first you build a foundation. And I lay out the stepping stones or the building blocks, if you will, to literally build your own personal foundation in leadership. 
if you don't have one, you don't really know when you're leading and when you're not, at least that's my experience. But if you build a rock solid foundation, then you know if you're deviating from your foundation and you can bring yourself back. So part one establishes the foundation, leadership styles, power types, critical traits, things that you put it right here in your conscious mind and they are tools at, at your disposal as a leader based on what situation presents itself to you at any given time. And then part two is all about health and wellness. You know, leaders, we have something called executive function. Executive function sits right here in the prefrontal cortex. And, and the summary there is it's your ability to see, to hear, and to think, to analyze what it is you see and what it is you hear. And through health and wellness, we can really turn that, uh, that working memory, that we can really turn that executive function on. Or if we're not paying attention to health and wellness, we can really inhibit uh, our prefrontal cortex and our, in our working memory and our um, executive function from being um, in, in uh, top working order. For example, there could be opportunity in front of you and you don't see it because you weren't as alert and, and mentally energized as, as you really want to be. There could be no opportunity in front of you, but, but, there's an, but you could create opportunity. If you saw the void, you could create that opportunity. But you have to be on your A game physically and mentally in order to do that. The physical feeds the mental. So part two of the book is all about health and wellness. And there's six very specific things that I dive deep on that I learned about as a veteran through veterans treatment programs. And I was so fortunate to, to experience this. And I just wanted to share it with everybody after I learned it. Those six things are rest, hydration, nutrition, exercise, brain and heart health, and lifelong learning. And just real quick on hydration, 16 ounces of water first thing in the morning will change your life. It's scientifically proven. And I love sharing things like that with everybody. Yeah, well, Bob, I got to tell you, I think of you every morning and I don't want my viewers and <laughs> listeners to think that there's anything <laughs> hidden in this, but you taught me about the value of hydration. And every morning I get up, I think of you and I drink a big bottle of water before I start anything. I've stopped drinking coffee. I've stopped doing the caffeine. I'm dropping weight. I feel better. I'm not as grumpy as I normally used to be. And, you know, I got to owe it to you because you're the one that got me into that and said that's something you did in the Navy and you've carried on into your personal life outside the Navy. For sure. And I greatly appreciate, you know, your testimonial there. And, um, and, and I don't mean to, to thump my chest here, but, uh, but I've heard that from so many people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when my wife and I are at a cocktail party or something and, and, and somebody else, especially a woman says, Hey, Bob, I think of you every morning. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, uh, because we know what it means, but it's, it's yeah. funny at the end of the day, but, but so many people have told me that, um, yeah. and, and I'm just glad that they're doing it and that they're reaping the benefit. And I hope they're sharing that with their people. So they start to hear people tell them yeah. that, hey, I think of you first thing in the morning. It's really, and it's, you know, that one little thing, I wish they would teach that in third grade, to be honest. Yeah. These are things yeah. that are so critical to our functioning and, um, and it's hidden in science journals. Yeah. It just, it just a great way to start the day and a good routine. We all need those healthy kind of things in our lives that trigger other things because quite frankly, we're not the best uh, taking care of ourselves the way we should. Uh, you've had 26 years in Navy Special Operations. 
and a lifetime of experiences. Can you share a specific mission or maybe moment that left a lasting mark on your leadership style? Sure, I can share a few. I'll 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 pick one, and I'm just going to hit the wave tops here. I I go in detail in the book, but um, but uh, I was an instructor at the Naval Diving and Salvage Training Center in Panama City Beach, Florida. So I was a Navy dive school instructor. And um, I was very highly ranked. I was very highly qualified. I was what's called an unlimited diving supervisor. I could supervise the most complex diving operations um, anywhere around the world. And uh, one morning we were getting away to push away from the pier to go out in the Gulf of Mexico and conduct some deep water qualification dives for a, for, for a class that was getting ready to graduate. And the commanding officer uh, put out a new directive that morning. He said, we will no longer do X. And um, I looked at my team after I received that information and the messenger walked away. I looked at my team and I said, starting tomorrow, we will no longer do X. And mm. that, that came back on me. Yeah. And when it came back on me, uh, the commanding officer who uh, who who we would work out in the gym together, we would do martial arts on the weekends together, we had a, a wonderful uh, personal professional relationship. And at the end of the day, I, I let him down and um, he made it clear that he wasn't happy about that. Uh, and he could have really negatively impacted my career. But uh, what he did was put me on a path for recovery. He knew in the lesson here is he knew that I was bought into the mission of the organization. And although I acted out of self-interest in that moment, that was not my track record. That's not who, who I was known to be. Uh, and so with that, he, he, he made it hurt, uh, but he also uh, allowed me to recover and regain um, my, my unlimited supervisory status. And I actually went on to uh, promote from senior enlisted to commissioned officer at that command on that commanding officer's recommendation. So oh. the summary there is... Um, if you're bought into the mission and you're bought into the organization, um, when we what people will make mistakes, and when they do, it's the leader's job to assess the character of the individual. And if you feel the character of the individual is what it should be, then put that person on a path for recovery. And that's a whole nother discussion on my in my book. I call it "Why Do Some People uh, Get Forgiven Versus Fired uh, When They Make a Mistake?" and and that's a deep discussion. So, and I could give a few others, Jeff, but I'll I'll take a knee here and uh, and uh, pause, brother. That's a good one. Let me tell you, all actions have consequences, good and bad. And the key is about you know setting clear conditions of satisfaction with those you're working with. Speaking of satisfaction, I need to take a break and come right back after this message from our sponsors. We'll be right back with all business with Jeffrey Is it right here on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we're right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazen on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. And of course, we're filming this with Bob Pizzini, former Ordnance Officer, Navy Special Operations, now the CEO of iFly. And I got to say, Bob and I are going to be partners at a very special event that's coming up a number of times throughout this particular year where we're going to be doing high-flying 
Mastermind, all about elevating your leadership. We're going to take you on high, you know, uh, indoor skydiving in a wind tunnel. Okay, so we're not going to throw you out of a plane, but you're going to be inside of a wind tunnel with a turn of a hand. Just that turn of a hand will put you at the top or the bottom, just like it is in business. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in today's program. But I want you to go and look for that. You can check it out on the C-suite uh, network site, or look from you know, look on my site or Bob's site. You'll be able to find it. But high flying mastermind high flying mastermind okay bob we were talking right before about consequences now in a little bit about how it applies from military to the you know to the real business world i was not say that military is not real business but you know what i mean so transitioning from the military to the business world is a very unique challenge i mean my father was a career Air Force, and you and I always joke about that, Air Force, Navy, <laughs> Army, you know, anything but Army. I think we, we would both go <laughs> that, right? The lavish <laughs> life of the Air Force. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah, my dad had it pretty good, but he was pretty tough, too. You know, he's one of those tough sergeants on the base, you know, bomber wing. That's what he did. 48th OMS. I was very proud of that. So nice. how did you apply your military leadership skills to navigate the corporate landscape, especially being the CEO of iFly in Virginia Beach. Now, I know you train a lot of military people there. They're using the facility. But tell me about some of the skills that, you know, kind of came forward. Sure. So I think first and foremost was uh, what's called organizational architecture, you know, to use a, uh, a very expensive word. But mm. to, to use a, a lesser expensive, more understandable word, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's org chart, it's organization, it's what does... The organization look like and so in in the military we have three levels of warfare if you will tactical level the guys on the ground pulling the trigger uh this battle here that battle there oh, the operational level which is um um deciding where the engagements are going to happen and making sure people have what they need in in terms of manpower in terms of the proper training in terms of the proper equipment to go execute those battles at those different places that's the operational level or uh tactical level are your customer facing employees in the private sector operational level is your management your vice president level it's it's those people that enable the tactical level to proceed uh operational level uh, uh again management level we develop campaigns a marketing campaign for example um, so we develop things that are executed by people at the tactical level. And then there's the strategic level or the executive level. So strategic level in the military is the president, secretary of defense, very high level decision makers deciding uh, whether or not we're going to be prepared to win uh, uh, two wars on two different fronts in two different theaters, or if we're going to hedge against a particular country strategically using sea lanes of communication or air or whatever it is. Again, in the in the business world, it's the chief executive making decisions on the direction of the business. What are our primary objectives this year? And then the operational determines how you're going to achieve the objectives as established uh, at the strategic level. I know that's wordy. I know that sounds complicated. But what's most important about that is that everybody in the organization understands those three levels of business and they know where they fit in and how to communicate with the various levels. Yeah. And so that's the organizational structure that I've brought to my business and it works out very well. One other thing is um, man, train, equip. I mentioned that earlier in the military, it's called Title 10, uh, US Code Title 10. 
what is the manpower requirement, what is the training requirement to achieve the mission, and what are the equipment requirements. It's a leader's job to provide proper manpower, proper training, and proper equipment. I do not believe in we're going to do more with less. Uh, I, I, I don't like putting those restraints on my teammates. I'm going to get them what they need. If I require them to do the job, I'm going to get them what they need to do the job. Yeah, I think that's a key distinction. It's always, first, it's always about the team and the people, right? You got to have that, you know, even when I've stepped into other jobs, it's not that I replace everybody because I've never done that, right? I've always used the team that's there. It's about getting them the right tools, the right kinds of training, the right kind of motivation and, you know, and head them in the right direction. I, I love this uh, swimming lanes that you were just talking about. You call it, you didn't use that term, but or lines of fire, lines of direction, where you stick. You know, don't go over this. Stay with this. Right. Stay inside of that. I think that's important for a lot of businesses to do. We don't do enough of that, and sometimes we do too much of it, meaning we make it too restrictive. So, in the fast-paced world of indoor skydiving, and I've seen you do this, man. I've seen you <laughs> inside these things, and I can't wait to be doing that with you at our high-flying mastermind. How do you instill the culture of discipline? and precision without, you know, dampening the spirit of excitement and innovation that you have at these things that you do at iFly. Sure. Well, one of the, one of the wonderful things about indoor skydiving is it's one of those activities where you have to be in the moment. You mm -hmm. have to be focused on exactly what you're doing. What's my hand, what are my hands doing? What is my head doing? What, what is my, my uh, body doing? My legs, everything. Yeah, you have to be in tune to everything because as you said earlier, any little movement will have a huge effect in terms of uh, your, your, your heading, whether you're flying in this direction or that direction, driving forward, driving backwards, and you have to be in the moment. You know, you can drive a car, you can drive a car for 30 miles on the highway and you can't really remember much about those last 30 miles, you know, so you're, you're not 100% in the moment. In the wind tunnel, you have to be 100% in the moment. And, and, you know, I like to draw the parallel between that and leadership. When you're an active, engaged, and energetic, when you're alert and competent and confident and energized, you're in the moment so you can properly assess whatever's presented to you and you can make the appropriate decision, not overreact, not underreact, but you uh, most importantly, you show your team a steady hand at the helm. You want to be the same, the same person every single day for your team. And if you do that, you will build trust and you will build confidence. And if there's really good news, they will bring it to you. If there's really bad news, they will bring it to you. You yeah. need to be that, that steady as she goes kind of person. So in the moment and in the wind really teaches us amongst all the things it teaches us, it teaches us to be in the moment. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, it sure is. It, it, speaking about in the moment, for those of you who are watching or in a meeting right now, you got to pay attention to what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Don't be doing emails. You got to be in the moment because when you're in that moment, you get a lot more done. You don't waste a lot of time. All right. Speaking about not wasting time, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back and we are live right here on All Business with Jeffrey Isitt on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. I'm talking to Bob Pizzini, the CEO of I-5 Virginia and a former ordnance officer, special forces, did everything in the U.S. Navy. And he and I are partnering together in a big event called High Flying Mastermind. I wanted to have him on the show because he's just a great leader, great 
great, enthusiastic business leader and just has done so many things. And I learn from him every time I get together. He's been one of our Hero Club uh, leaders as well. Now, Bob, I know that EOD officers deal with some very high stake situations, right? I mean, the stuff that you can do, you can literally blow things up or get blown up. And I do not want to diminish that in any way. But how do you manage stress and make critical decisions under pressure like that? And how can you transfer that? How can business leaders apply these principles to their environments? Because we're working with things that if you say the wrong things, a material change, you know, at a press conference or something like that, and you make a comment, it can blow your stock up or blow it down. I mean, truly. And or, you know, you could be in the newspapers or, you know, in this case on uh, you know, on Twitter in a, in a heartbeat. So first, um, I'll go back to what we talked about earlier, your your mental state, your health and wellness, your mental and physical state um, are, are things that you have to pay attention to every single day. And those six factors I mentioned earlier, all six of those things require personalized attention every single day. If you do that, when you're presented with a situation that's stressful or unexpected or of very high consequence, um, you will remain calm and cool under pressure. There's something in our bodies called a, a sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, right? When these stressful situations present themselves, your sympathetic nervous system wants to take you out of the driver's seat and make you overreact. And we've all done that. Um, but the more we pay attention to those key factors of health and wellness, the less sympathetic takes over and the more we stay in control. That's point number one. You have There is a very easy to identify process of, of mental and physical health and wellness that you can master. If you've mastered that, when that situation presents itself, you don't overreact, you don't underreact. Uh, you, you react appropriately based on what's presented to you. And uh, there's another thing I talk about called metacognition. Metacognition is basically thinking about thinking. So in the military, we try to think about what are all the things that could happen during this engagement, during this mission? What are all the things that could go wrong or not even wrong? What are just all the things that might happen during this engagement? And we try and pre-plan as much as possible for those things. So in the business world, in a press conference, in a high stakes negotiation, uh, the most effective people have thought about all of those possibilities in advance and what their response might be. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Um, if The more we rehearse, the more we hear something, the, the more we, we become attuned to it and the less emotional our response is. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you the most extreme example in the world, death of a loved one. Uh, yeah. when, when a loved one dies, we're very emotional, very, very foggy. Um, but as time goes by, or as we process that, we become less and less emotional. One more quick example. If I have to have a difficult discussion with somebody, um, I will rehearse that discussion several times. I might have a role player come in. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I do this actually with my general manager quite a bit uh, and, and role play. And the more I have that discussion, even in a, in a role-playing environment, the, the more attuned I become to it, the less emotionally sensitive I become to it, and the more I can focus on the actual negotiation. 
Yeah, and and better outcome for everybody that's involved. It's not it's less stressful necessarily or less important or, you know, it's just a way to be able to deal with a lot better. It, it's he's taking a bad situation, turning it good. Well, Bob, we've got a win win. You want and you want the win win. You know, I fired people and years later they they I always ask somebody, what did they say about me? You know, something like that. And they would say, Oh, I loved them. And I said, Well, you know, I had to fire them, you know. So it's always good to be able to have that, at least give people great dignity and be able to handle those if you get in those kind of situations. Hey Bob, we're talking about with just a couple minutes left. We've got a great big event coming up that we're gonna be doing at your I-5 facility. How excited are you about doing this and why should people come? I, Jeff, I am so excited, and I'll tell you why. We have put together a team of coaches, um, a team of leaders, really. Incredible people with incredible experiences. Uh, a couple of them are, are, are mutual friends of, of ours, and a couple of them you're going to meet for the first time um, when, when we have this event from 6 to 9 March, uh, just, uh, just a few months away. But, but I'm really excited about this team and, and these people we've put together in combination with the experiences we're going to have here in Virginia Beach, you know, Virginia Beach is uh, is has the highest concentration of operational forces in terms of special forces, Navy SEALs, Navy EOD, Navy divers, and also the largest naval station at Naval Station Norfolk, the largest naval station in the world. We have the MacArthur Memorial. We have the Navy SEAL Monument. We have the battleship Wisconsin, which is available for tour. The history yeah. of that ship alone is incredible. So we have put together the High Flying Mastermind, this leadership, uh, this leadership event, which which incorporates discussions from me, discussions from you, discussions from our coaching staff, Marty Strong, a retired Navy SEAL and highly successful chief exec chief executive officer. We have Jim Hinsky, Jimmy Hinsky. Retired Navy SEAL, Jimmy has served this nation at the highest level possible. He would never share this with you. He would never brag about it. But Jimmy has done missions at the directive, the at the direct, uh, on the direct orders of the president of the United States, and not just one president, several presidents. But Jimmy is going to lead us through a custom knife build. We yeah. we build a knife, a Tonto knife, and when we build that knife. Uh, we have discussions on leadership and ethos and family and things that are important to us. And we inscribe these things either on the blade or on the handle, or he's got a removable handle where we can put a little compass inside, maybe something to help us keep direction. But but this is an incredible experience. And we learn leadership through somebody who has experienced the, who has experienced it at, at the most highest threat level and um and and the levels that are of significant strategic importance to the United States. Um, and then we have a yoga instructor who's going to take us through breathing exercises. So breathing is critical to leadership. Breathing is one of those things. When I talk about brain and heart health in my book, a lot of that is facilitated through breathing properly. And as leaders, if we can learn how to breathe, pre-breathe, exercise beforehand, and then apply the techniques uh, when, when the heat is on, um, we perform much better. So Frances McQueen uh, is an incredible, I forget her level of qualification, but a very high level of oh, qualification. Off the charts, off the charts. She's got it. Yeah, she did so much schooling. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. just going to be an unbelievable four days together, flying high, elevating your leadership in Virginia Beach. Hey, Bob, what happens though if they can't make the very first one? Sure. So we have uh, three more events scheduled throughout the year. 
And uh, those dates are all on the High Flying Mastermind website. So if you can't make the March event, um, which will likely sell out, seats are limited, and uh, this event will likely sell out. You can easily look down the road and schedule throughout the rest of the year. So the next one is June, and then we're going to have a, a few more after that. So you can you can look down the road and schedule appropriately. Bob, thanks so much for coming and being a part of All Business with Jeff Reza right here on C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned from our guest. And from Bob Pizzini, the biggest thing is about those skills that he learned for 26 years as a special operations officer in the U.S. Navy and how those transfer into your personal life or your professional business life. And the biggest one that's jumped out at me is the one I said in the show that I think of him every day about hydration, right? Just something very simple that we can do every single day and get into that I don't know, regiment or get into that habit of doing it. And by doing that, what a difference it makes, not just for your mental well-being, okay, in terms of things that you got to do, making you a lot sharper, but it's really just a healthy habit. And of course, I'm teaching that to others. That was my takeaway. So what will you take away from the interview and give to others as you go about your business day? Right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.